Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Why the hell are you singing? Hey, Brendan. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm great. I mean, we mentioned this in our Patreon pre-show. We have some positive, hopeful news about the state of the COVID pandemic in the United States. A more accessible vaccine will hopefully be available to everyone by may 1st get that needle into my arm yes so to hear us talk about that um search party the harry and megan head Mm -hmm. on over to the pre-show but this is the main episode baby and we have some news to discuss so what are we discussing what's in the news this morning okay so good morning there's really more strange uh lisa vanderpump news coming out Mm -hmm. and this is from the sun Ooh. Okay. The Sun, by the way, we shouldn't be supporting because of Megan. Oh, true, 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 true. I'm sorry. But we will just get through this story and never see their face again. And we clicked so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one else click. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Celebrity Hotspot, which is heavily featured on Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, has remained closed during the pandemic despite its West Hollywood neighbors reopening months ago. And this is in reference to Pump. Mm -hmm. Um, According to business records from the state obtained by The Sun, the California Franchise Tax Board suspended Pump indefinitely. The website states businesses with this standing are due to failure to file tax returns, failure to pay taxes, and or failure to pay penalties interest. Mm. Records show filings were made as recently on February 2nd, 2021 for the company account. However, no status changes were indicated on the forms. In order for the company to get back in good standing with the state, Pump would need to file any alleged past due tax returns and pay any alleged past due tax balances, according to the state's website. 
It's unclear what exactly caused the California Franchise Tax Board to suspend Pump or how much money the company allegedly owes. Now, my question is, like, what's the state of TomTom? Right. I mean, it sounds like they're willing to let I don't I don't know what this all means. I'm a bimbo famously. Okay. But it's so they let Villa Blanca die. Are yeah. they just like gonna let Pump die this way? I wonder. And they're like protecting like their more like lucrative or famous properties because they film more at like Sir and Tom Tom. Sure. Is that the answer? Oh, that could be it. I mean, I wonder I would assume like all these companies are like separately held, mm-hmm. you know, so that like the downfall of one doesn't like directly impact the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like the closing of pump wouldn't affect when and if, and how the re- return of Vanderpump rules occurs. Right. Exactly. That was like the one that would least affect it. It's just interesting because I just like, I think we've all kind of like understood that Lisa Vanderpump's lifestyle is kind of house of cards mm-hmm. because there's money, but I don't think like a ton, a ton of money in restaurants. Yeah. And then there's money, but not a like ton, a ton of money in TV unless sure. you're like a Kardashian. Yeah. So living this lavish lifestyle that she's been living, I can see why, why it can all fall in a year. You yeah. Know? But speaking of a ton of money, let me tell you where there is a ton of money. And that is in Ramona Singer's bank account. (laughs) Can you believe? So this is reported by Page Six. Oops, Ramona's done it again. The Real Housewives of New York star Ramona Singer, for a second time in three months, has accidentally posted a screenshot showing her bank account information on her Instagram. The reality star moved quickly to delete this latest slip Tuesday night, but fans were able to capture a screenshot of the private data before she could. The leaked bank info showed that her balance in the account at $367,483.70 on February 22nd. Her transactions included a $16,000 and change check withdrawal, a $7,500 deposit from Ben Group Inc. Ben has an influencer marketing division as part of his Mm -hmm. portfolio, but it's unclear if that's why they sent her cash. Uh, Singer also received $255 from Cameo, mm-hmm. uh, where a message from her costs $125. Uh, she also pocketed $487 from Amazon Marketplace. Uh, she sells her 2015 book, Life on the Ramona Coaster, on that site. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rally Mogul told Page Six on Wednesday that she posted the screenshot accidentally after she uh, updated her phone. She had no intention of sharing her financials and quickly d- deleted the post. A couple things. So the first question is, what do you think the $16,000 withdrawal is for? Could be just like some mortgage payment, baby. I mean, like her her house is like, like if she's like, well, actually that doesn't really make sense. Because I would imagine she transfers that to like a different bank, Mm -hmm. uh, like a different bank account or something. Uh, Just, I guess maybe just need some cash on hand living that uh, singer, stinger lifestyle. Right. And then the other thing is, you might be more of an expert on this than me, mm. that apparently you're not supposed to keep that much money in your main checking account because it's bad for, like, insurance reasons. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, the FDIC insures, I think, like, 150 per account. Mm-hmm. But, like, that is under the concept that, like, the bank is going to, like, disappear, you know? Or, like... Right. You know, like, your money's at risk. Oh, my God. 
I feel like people are occasionally talking about like the banks disappearing in that way. Mm. So like, where are you going to hide your cash? I have an ice bucket that might be good. Oh, really? You're going to do an ice bucket challenge? <laughs> yeah, an ice bucket challenge. I bought an ice bucket recently. For what? And that might be just because, like, the kitchen's upstairs. Mm. So if I'm having, like, drinks in my bedroom okay. to go back and forth between. And I saw one that Honey had. Honey brought one up when she greeted me with a bottle of champagne. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, I like that. I'm okay. going to get one. Yeah, fun. Okay. Um, Maybe, like the the account is so flush with cash because she just got some checks for the upcoming season of Roni. Maybe. Yeah. But speaking of Roni, um, we already mentioned the Patreon pre-show. This week's bonus episode, we're kind of kicking off a month of some bonus Roni content. Uh, we're recapping definitely one of my absolute favorite episodes, the mm-hmm. season seven Roni trip to Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. A classic. Yeah. Uh, so you can enjoy that this week. And then later this month, we're continuing the journey of ranking the housewives and we've hit New York city. And it's mm-hmm. probably one of our more contentious conversations because it's really unclear how Dan is tabulating <laughs> these things. Cause there's only two of us yet. My top two are like way down the list. Okay. No spoilers, no spoilers, but let's, um, we'll, we'll, so yeah, we'll go talk to our about Patreon. that soon. Go to our Patreon and check out some Boney Roney content. Isn't that good? Boney Roney. Wow, Boney Roney. Okay, now one last news item. Let's talk about assist, assist and deceased. Uh, this is also reported by Page Six. Uh, Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw sent cease and desist letter over leaked audio. Hell hath no fury like Jen Shaw when she scorned. Mm-hmm. The 47-year-old Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star's lawyer fired off a cease and desist letter to two Instagram accounts earlier this week that shared leaked audio of her yelling at her former designer, Koa Johnson. A fan account on Twitter shared a screenshot of the alleged letter asking at Reality Von Tease 2 and at Shaw Shepard to refrain from speaking or posting about the audio clip of Shaw berating Johnson. Shaw's attorney, David Raymond, confirmed to Page Six on Thursday that he sent the cease and desist letters. Raymond wrote in the letter, among other things, each account contains video and or audio content that was unlawfully acquired from the Shaw's home security system. Johnson told Page Six in a recent interview that while he does not know who leaked the audio of Shaw threatening him, the incident occurred on November 6, 2020, with multiple people present. It was a very, very stressful time. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself physically and mentally, but I was... Still operating on adrenaline, uh, Koa Johnson told Page Six. It was the most traumatizing months of my life, he affirmed. What do you think? We actually held off on talking about this for a little while because it was mm-hmm. so confusing as it was rolling out, like, what's going on? Yeah, also, the footage that I saw didn't seem to be... I guess I didn't see every bit of footage, but it didn't seem to be from, like, a security camera. Yeah. It seemed like iPhone footage, right? I mean, it seemed like someone sitting next to her... Like, secretly prop propping up an iPhone? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I don't want to be get a cease and desist into us. I know. We're talking about be it. Be careful. We're definitely not playing the audio. So, if you want to listen to that, go find it. <laughs> um, I do know that Teresa Giudice is currently in Salt Lake City. Do you think she's going to do a cameo on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Well, her connection to Salt Lake City is Mary Cosby. I know. 
Someone texted me and reminded me of the Instagram live that Teresa had to do with Mary Cosby yeah. at the beginning of uh, Real Houses of Salt Lake City and how chaotic it was. Yeah, I mean, the the gears were truly turning that night. Whoever runs like <laughs> Bravo Social and like came up with this idea into the pairings, yeah, is trolling Teresa because yeah. they put Teresa the person who is not able to like figure things out that easily yeah. with the person who's obviously going to be the most like have the most off the wall things to say. And Teresa had to just like swim with the sharks on that. Yeah. And good for whoever planned that. Yeah. I mean, the whole situation's not a great look for Jen Shaw. Um, we do know that I, I'm pretty sure filming has picked up for Salt Lake city. Do you think Shaw's involved? I would assume so, but I wonder if, like, I don't know, if, like, something could happen because of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she might be, like, filing this cease and desist because she's on the show again, yeah. and she wants it to go away as quickly as possible. Yeah. I mean, I think the reunion kind of was trying to set up a Jen Shaw redemption season. Mm-hmm. So, TBD on that. Um, Before we get to the Bravo shows... I did want to dip into Drag Race. Okay. Uh, particularly because I thought this week's U.S. Drag Race was actually the rare instance where I was having more fun with them than uh, the last episode of, U- of UK that I, I saw, the comedy challenge. I could see that. Yeah. The UK comedy challenge was like, I wish they were allowed to have studio audiences because it was them performing in front of nobody. Yeah. So nobody was like laughing or like, would you like to see like to gauge if something's actually funny? It was interesting that they decided to go with that considering mm-hmm. the season 13 bossy Rossi challenge had already um, been filmed with like no mm-hmm. audience and like how that was a little awkward. Yeah. I don't think they like really think through things as much mm-hmm. um i'm also caught up with the current week's yeah. uk which i won't spoil anything for you no 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 no. but um, well, let's talk us yeah uh snatch game i thought was a better overall on average snatch game than most seasons oh 1000 yeah there were four strong performances i thought yeah for sure um justice for simone first and foremost when they said Simone was safe, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the part I laughed the absolute loudest was Simone as Harriet Tubman when they're just when they when someone brings up Jennifer Lewis thinking they're talking about Jennifer Lawrence. And like this is mm-hmm. not a character choice, but like an accident. And then mm-hmm. she like rolled with it. I was screaming. <laughs> I know. I wonder if that like worked against her in like the rules of the game though, sure. or something like that. Yeah. Um got Mick. The Who knew? Who knew? The not just the impression. So like usually we're just like the impression when someone's good it's the impression is amazing and sure. they kind of just look like themselves in like hair and makeup and costume that's kind of like the person. Yeah. She looked like if you were like, if I had my glasses off, I would have thought that that was actually Paris Hilton. Yeah. But also like the impersonation was perfect and also, mm-hmm. and it, and the impersonation was also so intelligent. Mm-hmm. The, the little bit at the beginning, like about 
let me know when the cameras are going to go on. Yeah. And then she changed her voice. Yeah. And was able to give Rue the, like, space to play with that for a little bit. Well, some people were also saying that, that like, cameras rolling part was mm-hmm. a nod to the Pearl-RuPaul alleged fight. Oh. Remember that? Where, like, yeah. don't, like, don't talk to me unless the cameras are rolling or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about it. That makes it even more funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean like she knows how to do Paris Hilton's makeup because she does yeah. Paris Hilton's makeup. So yeah. it's there's that. Um I thought like Denali was good. Yeah, that was fun. And then of course uh Rose was gonna kill it because we've seen we've seen Rue's reaction to Lawrence Cheney all season. Mm, yeah. So like just bringing out a nice Scottish accent exactly. is just gonna win the game. The other interesting thing I thought was now I'm team candy. As we all know, Mm -hmm. candy was not doing a good job. And I feel like they showed us the bare minimum of her not doing a good job in this. Yeah. And I think she only got away with it because I don't think Rue is like super familiar with Patrick star. Candy was playing herself. It was almost it was almost along the lines of like Alyssa Edwards in season two of all stars mm. playing Joan Collins, but like playing herself basically just in different hair and makeup. Yeah. And they were sitting in the same seat. I do think the mistake is like enough people have done it. And I think this, the same problem with Olivia Lux doing Tabitha, like mm-hmm. stop doing YouTubers, stop doing like meme personalities, TikTokers, like that's not going to win you over RuPaul. Also, I am somebody who's very familiar with Tabitha Brown and that was not a good impression no, overall. It wasn't. She didn't do she didn't do any of the Tabitha Brown isms that exist. Yeah. So please. Uh Utica with the psychotic squirrel afro was a choice. A lot of bad choices were made there. Yeah. Um has she ever watched Bob Ross's show? <laughs> Like, I'm actually wondering because, like, that was... I've seen enough clips of that show and that was not it. I know. She decided on an accent um, that doesn't exist. I know. And then she went, like, demonic with it and, like, started spray painting her mouth. Yeah. Uh, And then Elliot with two Ts. Just, ugh. I'm not even sure... (laughs) Like, it was a bad choice for for Elliot to choose uh, Blanche... Mm-hmm. But like, I don't even know who Elliot would have succeeded with. I don't think anyone. Yeah, I don't. It was Elliot's time. Like, I was ready. Um, and the weird thing is, somebody in UK season one did Rue McClanahan and mm. did it almost the same way and flopped. I think Crystal, the okay. the Canadian queen. Yeah. And since Elliot walked onto our screens, I thought that I've thought that the two of them looked alike. Anyways. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's Destiny. Destiny. Okay. Um, why don't we chat about the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Okay. Let's chat. This episode was such a downer. You thought so? Um, bookending it with like so much Kenya and like mm-hmm. n- not fun Kenya storyline. Right. But I thought there was like some middle fun parts. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, Marlo is carrying this franchise on her back 
Of course she is. I mean, like, bring them to a pumpkin patch. None of them want to be there. Yeah. I mean, Portia truly does not want to be there showing up four <laughs> hours late. I really wonder what she put in Google, like, to make her get there. I mean, you would know as the um, Atlanta aficionado. I was thinking about it because when they were at this, like, Sleepy Hollow place, I thought at first it was a place I've been to because a few years ago when I was back in Atlanta around Halloween time, we went to an immersive Sleepy Hollow experience that's like it's basically like a play outside but you like walk in and like you're in like this in the woods and there's like a bar there and there's like these people and the crowd interacting uh-huh. so i thought it was that but it wasn't mm. i mean they did have fun and games there um mm-hmm. i liked the little setup marlo had like the fall festive setup i know it looked like something we've seen in potomac though we've like been under similar tents in a field like that in potomac sure. with karen Karen in the iconic wig moments. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. The shifting wig. Mm-hmm. Um, they call Cynthia because she can't attend because everything's going wrong with her wedding that should not be happening. I know. And I've said this before a couple weeks ago, but I used to not like Mallory at all mm. because I like felt like she was like always raining on Cynthia's yeah, parade. Yeah. Love Mallory. Yeah. She was a little bit of a grump, but like that's kind of the energy we need in 2020, 2021. It really is. Yeah. Um, give her give her a half a peach with Shamir. <laughs> um, I did love the little infographic showing us everything going on going wrong with the wedding. Mm-hmm, that, like, the hurricane coming in at 10, 10, 20. Yeah, that brought a little bit of joy for me. And the other little graphic moment, the the Tanya missing sign. <gasps> That was actually a lot of fun, but like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Tanya Sam's face again. I wouldn't be surprised either. We're never going to see her again. <laughs> You'll never see me again. We hear faintly playing from Canada. Wow. The fact that she ran to Canada, iconic. Okay, the Kenya Drew psychotic dinner meetup. So psychotic. First of all, I forget that in the suburbs, a lot of times if you eat outside, you're basically sitting in the parking lot. Mm, yeah. Which isn't a, isn't my favorite. Um, them, they have psychotic energy towards each other that I actually think is really fun. Like okay. when Drew started singing yeah. and then we got the confessionals. Anytime we got Kenya in a confessional singing was actually like delightful to me. I do got to say Kenya's confessional look that debuted this week is probably the most stunning she's ever looked which was the new one was the green purple? the green oh, look. green yeah, okay yeah um i just like the two of them getting together like as fun as it is it just it makes no sense it truly makes no sense because they don't see eye to eye at all yeah and like but i think it's i think it's funny that like the antics that ensued like they wanted to or drew wanted to split yeah. the checks and then they have to do the full like boxing up of their own meals yeah. in front of each other. And it's not only the box, but it's the box into the bag. Yeah. It's just like funny thinking of them, like having a fight and then sitting through and doing that so that they could go eat their crab cakes or their salad at home. It was interesting that the checks were split. Like I feel like in New York, if you ask for your checks to be split, it's getting, it's, even. it's getting split even like mm-hmm. seeing the re- the numbers from the receipt, like being as per what they ordered felt a little like, I felt more on Kenya's side there mm-hmm. than than Drew's side. 
Yeah. Like I don't like I love splitting a check, but like I'm not trying to like count the pennies, you know? Exactly. And if you're trying to count the pennies, I've been in a situation where it's like uh, I've been in tr- like a six person meal. No. And it's like are you freaking kidding me? Can we just split it evenly? And then then yeah. I found out, I looked at my card statement and the the restaurant got it wrong. Oh. So I had to like call the restaurant and be like you got this wrong. Wow. Oh, if we if if you're listening to this and we ever are in a situation where we're sharing a meal, yeah. just know I am not writing on the back of the receipt or doing any of that shit. We're splitting it evenly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like the only places that like that would like that are, the places that are like prepared to not split it evenly are like mm-hmm. like a Ruby Tuesday. Sure. Or like a TGIF. I feel like they're like the way that they like everything's like very automated. Like I think like mm-hmm. they're entering the the order like in the seat that you're sitting in, like in their little touchpad and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like easy. It's like it's like mindless for them to do that. But like yeah. if you're going to a restaurant, restaurant, they're not looking to like split it in that manner. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like if. I guess I'm with Kenya on this because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, if it if we're in a situation where like you need just only your meal and like your like mixture of juice that Drew ordered. Oh my god, yeah. If you need that like side, I'll I'll get it. Then. Yeah, I'll get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kenya like calling her dad, who we haven't seen in a minute. I know, and insulting him right off the bat. That was kind of rude. Yeah, I did stand with the dad. Like he's the first. COVID sensible person we've seen on this show for a little while in terms of being like, Oh, you're having this big, get bet big get together. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll see you a different time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like it's him and Carl from summer house really doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Kenya has that therapy session at the end, which is just kind of depressing. It is really depressing. I did want to mention just one other thing. Sure. It was only a small, tiny scene, but the more we get to see, and learn the history of Portia's dad mm. and the relationship between Portia's mom yeah. and Lauren's mom. And like the fact that we heard uh, Portia's mom talk about how she hired three strippers for Lauren's mom's wedding. And then the dad yeah. showed up and like tried to like give her some business as well as, well as like the other woman. Yeah. I, it, I just love hearing that history. Yeah. I do love that backstory for sure. Um, why don't we kick it over to Dallas? Oh, God. Wow. We're picking up over at the lake. Are we in Austin? I think so. Yeah, we're in, we're near a lake a lot this week on various shows. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, like, all the different production companies got together and we're like, I guess we're doing lakes this year. (laughs) And I like a lake. Yeah, sure. Fun to boat on. And you don't have to really worry about, like, the waves and all that kind of stuff. But we're picking up in the middle of that psychotic confrontation between Brandy and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Of Brandy essentially being like, stop making me feel bad about my racism by your by existing. It is the... It is one of the most frustrating, awful, disgusting things I've seen on any of these shows ever, actually. Yeah. The way that Brandy is victimizing herself in this yeah. is 
so awful. And like Tiffany Moon has sat there and anytime there's like a conflict or anything, made sure to like apologize or explain where she's coming from in a way. Or like, like just make the other person try to feel better. Make someone feel better, which I feel like is just like the kind of awful labor that people of color have to do yeah. around s- certain people. Yeah. It's just, I, I want Brandy off the sh- like off the show. Yeah. And I don't usually, I don't, I don't like actively call for people to like be off the show, but like, if you cannot, if you cannot hang out with a person of Asian descent, because you think that you're going to like accident, like quote unquote, accidentally be racist yeah. in your humor, then like you maybe don't deserve this platform. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because, like, that when Brandy eventually gets home, it almost like she like realizes that she did something wrong, mm-hmm. but then kind of double doubles back down on it. I think when she's in the car with Stephanie going to the event later in the episode, being like, "Oh yeah, but like, you know what? Like, maybe I just don't get along with with Tiffany because she's boring." It's like, are you friggin' kidding me? Yeah, she's trying to put it on this like Tiffany being boring thing, which like makes no sense to me because. But in the context of this show, a lot of these women think that, like, being fun involves, like, antics, like, jumping into the lake all together. And it's like, you know, I want to have fun. I want to – my idea of fun is actually, like, sitting down with friends, drinking a few glasses of wine, having fun conversation, laughing, Mm. carrying on. I don't always have to be, like, rolling around on the ground in the dirt and then jumping into a well and then, like – Climbing out of the well, then jumping off the diving board. With Captain and then, Dick. Like, yeah, going to the circus with a blow-up doll or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you can be a normal fucking adult. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we did see Tiffany kind of freak out once they did jump in the lake. And her like running off to the room. Like I was fine with Deandra checking on her. But once everyone else came in the room, I wanted to be like, get off my fucking bed with your wet clothes and your wet hair. Mm-hmm. Like, just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It almost felt like an intimidation tactic. Yeah. Like, you ran off, and, like, now we're all gonna, like, confront you about it in your bedroom yeah. while you're literally crying. Yeah, yeah. Whew. So, unsurprisingly, she leaves first thing in the morning. And, like, I usually am, like, don't do that, but I, I good for her. Yeah. I mean, they were leaving that day anyway, so, like, who cares? She just didn't want to ride back with them, essentially. I know, but it's like, of course, of course, Carrie thinks it's the most offensive thing in the oh, world. Yeah. Like, this now turns into a new thing. It's like, Carrie is like a, like, she just has to always push, push, push. Mm. And I don't like it. Yeah. But, like, I think the the difference with Carrie and Brandy is, like, at least the Carrie, um, like, instigation makes the show interesting rather than like uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel, I do feel like a lot of what Carrie is doing is like acting. Mm, Yeah. I I think she's a student of the housewives and like is trying to figure out how she can be a good housewife Yeah, like or an interesting one at least. Yeah. I mean, she has no problem playing a villain, Mm -hmm. which we need sometimes. Though it's like so interesting because like the things I like about her most are when her scenes with, Olivia. Mm, yeah. And I think Olivia deleted her Instagram. I went to look oh. for her the other day and I couldn't find her. Interesting. 
Uh, but speaking of, she and Olivia go over to Stephanie's home. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a good conversation between mm-hmm. Stephanie and Olivia. Yeah. It was funny to me, like, watching Carrie stick around for the conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm thinking of it more in terms of, like, a practical, real-life conversation rather than something we're filming for the show. Right. Like, I think Olivia probably would have gotten more out of it. Had she been alone? Yeah. Yeah, because you need, like, if you're having conversations like that about, like, like stuff where you're parent is giving you the resources yeah. you want to kind of take those resources on alone it's like it's like if you were going to therapy and you always had to do it in front of your parents yeah um i mean like we check in with dr tiffany back at home and she's like nervous about that meeting for work mm-hmm. and filling daniel in on the trip i mean daniel just like what a what a good guy to have yeah to like talk to very supportive Mm-hmm. Um, we get some Mama D action. Oh, yeah. Mama D is on the right side of history here. Thank God. Yeah. But I do like love how crazed Mama D is. Like just talking about jealousy. Like everything has to do with jealousy. <laughs> I know, but I think she's also like a student of these these mm-hmm. Housewives franchises, and she knows, and she also knows that now that she's gotten a successful. Um, tagline she's got to get it in there a oh couple yeah times. yeah she doesn't give a rip i do just quick side note carrie and and deandra were on watch of them live together and you could tell like andy does not give a shit about dallas at all because like mm-hmm. he does not light up when talking to them about the show but the minute mama d comes up it's like a different andy i know because it's like it's very similar to when miami was on yeah. and with mama elsa yeah. it's like just the, the episode should have been um, Deandra and Mama D. Yeah. I mean, we are going to be heavy Mama D next week, it looks like. Mm-hmm. She's going to send Deandra into a spiral. God, I I, I want to see her make her meatloaf again. Do you remember that? Um, in the amount of ketchup. Oh, God. It was, like several, it was a few seasons ago. In the amount of ketchup that they used. Oh, no, oh my no, God. no, no, Ooh. no, 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 no. I've been really into asking people about their local um, food. Okay. I've been, as you know, oh, I've yeah. been talking a lot to Connor about beans on toast, beans on toast and the ins and outs of beans on toast. I just like truly cannot wrap my head around it. Like the beans are just going to fall off the toast. It's in a tomatoey sauce, which makes it a little, <laughs> a little better than like, I was thinking like a Bush's baked bean with the dog talking and giving the recipe. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to try it one of these days. I just need to find that like the, the special can. I know. Does that can even exist on this side of the pond? I don't know, but it's like easy to find because it's turquoise. I mm. maybe like I, I know it is like a Heinz bean. Like, isn't mm-hmm. Heinz out of Massachusetts? No, no. I'm just thinking of like Teresa Heinz Carey. I who I've trigger treated at her house before. <laughs> Famously, I was like wearing next to nothing because it was freshman year of college. Next to nothing. <laughs> I was wearing like, I was wearing like, I don't even actually, I, I don't even want to go into the, what the costume okay. was, but it was like October and I looked disgusting. Anyways, wow. um, my point is, Heinz sent taste from RuPaul's Drag Race UK mm, some beans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the other, the one last thing is, uh, we're kind of left at this shaman slash hair extension party. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it's like, I can't even tell like if Deandra is just like joking or is she serious here? <laughs> I think she, she needed a storyline. Mm. And this is what she chose. She took a page from Leanne Locken's book and mm-hmm. this is how we got here. I mean, Dallas isn't fully baked. Mm. They're never going to give us what we truly want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I am having, like, some fun with them, though. It's, like, a little easier, breezier than last year, which is good. Yeah. But it's just, like, this stuff with Brandy, it just pisses me off so much. And I feel like I, everything I read is Tiffany does not want to come back next season. I know. And that's, like, shatters our dreams. Yeah. Because, like, the dream is to cut some of the people like a Brandy, like a Carrie and then like build up, hire a couple of Tiffany's friends or Tiffany and Deandra's mutual friends. I think we could have something. And like Deandra is, I guess like kind of will become de facto, uh, uh, matriarch, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a quick break and we will be back with Jersey and summer house. So why don't we get to this week's jersey? Why don't we get there? Lexi's still in tow, which I love. Uh, she seems to be at work a bit more this episode. <laughs> they really are putting her to work, making meals, doing other stuff. Is this is this a, a vacation for her or is she here to work? I don't know. And I also like, were they testing her for like official friend of is my mm. big question. And like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. There was, I feel like there was buzz around this realtor as the potential friend of, but not Lexi. Oh my God. The realtor psycho. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is all kind of bubbling up this episode a little later in the episode. Um, in terms of like, they're getting ready to go hang out by the lake. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're hitting on that younger guy for Teresa down mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised to see all the ladies jumping in. I'm, I feel like the people who jumped in are the ones we expect to jump in and the ones who sat, yeah. sat up are the ones we expect to just sit up. Sure. Yeah. Delore was just kind of being glamorous laying by the lake. Yeah. Like if I'm in that situation, like at the beach, I'll put my, I like to put a foot in. But I mostly want to sit at the chairs, gossip, read, listen to a podcast, drink a mimosa or whatever the libations are. And just Lover like, boy. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Mm. And just chill. Yeah. Um, but that is when Jennifer pulls Zia Melissa aside and brings up the um, allegations from the realtor friend and her husband. Yes. First, before we get to that, I want to talk about the ZMLS doing the swan mm. and Jennifer and Teresa doing the kayaks and ZMLS is Instagram and Jennifer and Teresa are Twitter. Oh, wow. You know, how is that Twitter though? They have to like do a little more work oh, okay, and like okay. get around. Sure. Yeah, but let's get to um, ZMLS and Jen's sit-down, because it wasn't as explosive as I felt like it could have been. 
Well, I think Jennifer was kind of building it up as like, I'm worried to be the one to tell her this. Because it is, in a way, similar to the Jackie situation and Mm -hmm. Teresa. But what's different is, like, the realtor said it on camera. Right. So, like, the bomb has already been dropped. Mm -hmm. And now it's Jennifer's obligation to tell ZMLS. Versus Teresa is the one dropping the bomb. That's true. Wait, okay. So, what's the realtor's name again? I cannot remember. Do you think we should do a Patreon that is a ranking of realtors on Housewives <laughs> shows? And I that mean, would that we list know would who in, number one is. I mean, realtor Anne is number one, but that list would also include uh, Tamara Judge. Oh wow, true, true, and yeah. also um, Dorinda's Ra- legendary realtor. Yeah, and then Ramona. I think it's going to be part of her storyline this year. Oh yeah, true, true, true. That might actually be a fun Patreon, like wow. a really shit Patreon, <laughs> but like a fun one. Okay, um, but yeah, Zia takes it well, mm-hmm. but also I think takes it well in a way that Jackie should have taken it well. Well, I mean, Zia has been on this show for how many mm-hmm. years, and yeah. like her her mantra should actually she actually should cover. Lindsay Lohan's rumors, but change the lyrics up a bit, a little bit, and say, "Yeah, I'm used to rumors starting. Yeah, I'm used to being followed. Exactly. Because like from the jump, rumors were starting, like that she was a stripper, etc. I, I mean, she was on display before she was even on our television. You know, I know that's always the funniest thing to me that she was singing on display her debut season. It's it's really sick, but I mean, on display really <laughs> really helped me out back then yeah it helped i think it helped a lot of people out yeah yeah um what else is still going on oh well so like Teresa cannot stop bringing up jackie i know it's really it really is sick yeah i mean like she's screaming about people talking about it but like she's the one who's talking about it i think there's part of Teresa. That wants to be the woman at the gym, you know? Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, that that was kind of brought up to some extent mm-hmm. in this conversation. I mean, like, who who doesn't want to be the woman at the gym at this point? Yeah. She instead seems to be still flirting with the idea of being the woman at the pool. Because the pool boy calls during this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they say, like, just friends. But I, if I'm looking at the pool guy from last season. Yeah. And... Teresa's current guy that she's posting Lewis. constantly. Yeah. I'm going for the pool guy. Uh, hands down. <laughs> like, please. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't know either of their stories, but like the story about like Teresa and the new guy buying a house together has me worried. So like, I'm not really loving that. That's true. I mean, like the state of New Jersey, when I watch this show in general, has me worried. Oh. Like, the things that go down in New Jersey, they're mm. all, like, so weirdly, like, I don't know, like, horny, but also, like, have these, like, strict <laughs> rules about, like, I don't know, at all times. It's it's a it's an interesting place. Yeah. I was conceived there famously. Oh, wow. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, having that information is... My mom told me that at, like, a pretty, not a young age, but probably, like, when I was, like like around like 12 or 14. Okay. Yeah. And 
I didn't think it was a big deal for me to like say that, but like whenever I would bring that out as like a fun fact, people would like laugh. So then I used it as a bit as okay. time went on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's in your repertoire. Yeah. Um what else are we doing over in uh Lake George? So we have this like sit down dinner in a in the lawn, on the lawn. And Dolores looks so cute in her little outfit. I know you posted that. It reminded me of, I had just listened to Gigi Good on a podcast talking mm. about um, the promo looks for season 12 of Drag Race, which was I thought you were going to say like one of the Housewives seasons. No, <laughs> no, no, no. The promo looks for um, Drag Race season 12, which was all patriotic looks. Mm. And in my brain, I automatically could see Dolores standing there like between Gigi sure. and like Crystal Method. Okay. Just a patriotic gal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Marge is writing her book. Oh yeah, we have that what, conversation. Which isn't it called like caviar dreams and tuna fish thoughts or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And it's coming out in like a month. Good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like it makes sense for it to release while the season's airing. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings up the thing about like having slept with a boss. And like yeah. a lot of the women have really sh- awkward reactions to this. I think it was particularly Jennifer mm-hmm. who was like, you should have never said anything about that. Um, take it to your grave, blah, blah, blah. That's like Jennifer's reaction there. Like makes me wonder, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like Jennifer has been getting it kind of right a lot this season. And then she takes this turn. Mm hmm. Yeah. I did think that scene with Jackie and um, I can't remember her brother's name, the uncle and the kids was so cute. Oh yeah. I love her relationship with her brother. Yeah. I heard rumors though. Oh. That the producers were pursuing. Does Jackie have a sister? Yeah. Remember like, she doesn't talk to the sister as like a very bad relationship with a sister. Yeah. 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 So I heard rumors. It's just like a Twitter rumor that they were pursuing her sister to like join in some capacity this season. Oh my God. Truly like Zia Melissa joining. I know it's like exactly how Zia and Kathy joined. So I wouldn't put it past the producers at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there was like a do moi post about, Mm -hmm producers wanted Jackie to film a scene with the kids talking about the rumor. And Jackie's like, I'm not doing that. That is like truly psychotic to be honest. Like maybe if the kids were like twenties, but like anytime, anytime before like 21 years old to sit down and talk to the kids about that rumor is psycho. I mean, I think before high school, like high school, you could see it being reasonable yeah, but like you're still like so little, a little innocent back in high school. Yeah. Have you seen that trend on TikTok that it's like people are pulling archive footage from like video yearbooks from like 2005 when I graduated from high school and being like, everyone was so happy back then. No social media, not a cell phone in sight. And like Gen Z is nostalgic for a time they never lived through. And it's like <laughs> the time that I graduated from high school, which. Spoiler alert, wasn't that amazing? Mm, yeah. I, I do wonder, like, what it would be like 
to be walking around with a cell phone during high school. Like how would, I would not have paid attention to anything. I had a cell phone, but we didn't, I didn't really have like texting or like texting was like so much extra that it like, I couldn't do it that much. If that yeah. makes sense. Well, you also had to like, didn't you have to um, like type it out through the numbers? T9. Yeah. yeah, surprise. yeah. And then um, my like second week in college, I had a little cell phone mm-hmm. And I dropped it in the elevator, and it fell through the little crack. Oh, yeah, I think you've told the, the elevator story before. Yeah. And the building, and went down. And I didn't have a cell phone for, like, a week. And I was fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and I think uh, the other big thing, the other trend going on on TikTok, besides people being nostalgic for uh, a time they never lived through, is wake up in the morning um, thinking about so many things. It's it's actually one of the best trends on TikTok because the premise is people showing an embarrassing <laughs> thing from like when they were like really young. Yeah. And I I wish I had photos or video from when my fifth grade talent show where me and my best friend Daniel at the time, we did a faux debate between Buddy the dog and Socks the cat, mm. which were the White House pets at the time. Yeah. Very topical. They made us re-perform it in one of my classes the next week because it was so good. <laughs> so good. It was wow. no, it was so good. I wish I had footage of the cassette tape tapes I would force my brother to record with me, like pretending like we were hosting a radio show. Like we would like obviously what all the kids were doing, like recording off the radio. Mm-hmm. But like we had microphones somehow attached to that as well, where I would like record banter in between kind of like Mm -hmm. a precursor to where we're at today. Interesting. I did post something earlier last year of me and Mm. my two friends from elementary school. We're all now gay. Yeah. And we were recording a knockoff of the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah. Called the Bobby O'Feingold show where I was one of the guests and my friend Daniel was pretending to be my wife who was a stripper. <laughs> but like, I don't view that as embarrassing. So I would never wake up in yeah. the morning. Like I would never post that as that. You're like thinking fondly of it. I'm like, this is great. I yeah. posted on national coming out content at national coming out day. Very wow. good content. Great content. Um, okay. Jackie planning the second Evan birthday where we are going to celebrate Evan. We're going to forget about what Teresa did and then spending the whole time carrying on about what Teresa did. When Zia Melis was like, this is a changed Jackie from what I like saw a few days ago. I was like, yeah, you're right. This is not a good look on Jackie. Yeah. This is psychotic behavior. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like this is unwell. It's hard being a Jackie Stan these days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like losing the, the story. I'm not sure if I'm a Jackie Stan. The only thing that really keeps me connected to Jackie mm. is me knowing that <laughs> Dolores likes her. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you want to be in Evan's good graces. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that too. But also, he was like kind of psycho. Like, we never really hear from Evan. He doesn't really like pipe up a lot. But I yeah. was like, his points were okay. Like, it made sense a little bit. He was like, anytime. There's an, even an unsubstantiated rumor. Like, there's still 20% of people who believe it, which, yeah. like, king of calling out misinformation, which I love. But also, I'm like, it's housewives. 
Huns. Yeah, yeah. You should be like happy to be at the center of the story. <laughs> yeah, like UK Hun. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> um, we the preview for next week sounds it sounds like we're finally starting to leave behind this storyline mm-hmm. and transition to the Joey Gorga scamming money storyline, which I love. And the guy that like is apparently accusing him of this feels mm-hmm. out of place on Jersey Housewives. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. He feels like like someone we'd meet in Brooklyn. He took a wrong turn. Um one last thing. Have you ever played cornhole? Not like I have, but it's like not really my favorite. I like that they're playing it because it's actually a really fun game. And to I just want to endorse that. To me it's a little boring. It is, but it like comes in handy. So a couple years ago, one of my family rented a beach house in the Carolinas, which we sometimes do. Yeah. There was a rainy day, but we had like a carport area. Yeah. And we had cornhole. So that's what we did all day. It was so fun. See, like to me, it's so mindless. Like I like strategy. Give me a board game. Give me a card game. Give me like something. Where... But like, no, but like you, you and I used to play a uh, ski ball and that's similar. You're putting a ball in a hole. No, but that's a little bit more strategy. Cause like, are you going for the scent? Like, are you trying to get like that center thing to get more points? Like, are you trying to mm. like be more consistent and, uh, or like, or don't you get the most points from like the two holes in like the upper left and upper right? Yeah. But your wrist would never be able to like get the balls up there. Well, I have like a disadvantage. So like how like when i win i feel even better about it you know what I those mean? were the good old days just us at metropolitan <laughs> alone. Uh, maybe alone was it just the two of us i mean just but, playing ski ball well i think people would be like bored like doing something else watching us do that um but yeah love love a good ski ball moment a corn hole not so much um but let's head on over to summer house where they were doing some backyard activities as well they really should get some cornhole okay going there summer house Again, and I made this like bold proclamation this week on Twitter, is currently my favorite Bravo show of the year. Of 2021. Yeah, of 2021. Okay, yeah. I love it every week. This episode did not let me down. I thought it was interesting in terms of like the storytelling this week. It was harder to like keep track of what day it is because like time flew mm-hmm. with like Lindsay and Steven Stravi. And also like... Carl, they didn't want to have, they didn't want to have a Carl-less episode, I'm yeah. thinking, because it feels like Carl's like the hero this year, which he is. Yeah. Which we'll get to it, but like, yeah. I, I like cried a little bit. Oh my God. Okay. But we were starting at picking up with Steven Stravi like running out and Kyle's crying. And then at first I thought he was crying over Carl, but he's crying over Steven. I thought so too. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is actually really beautiful that Kyle is crying because his best friend lost his brother and he found out this morning you know he's crying over steven and Lindsay hubbs relationship yeah i mean i do think it was kind of like everything well yeah everyone's kind of like emotionally exhausted because everything has happened that day yeah it's interesting to see the cast of summer house drinking red wine oh why is that i feel like we never land on them drinking red wine a lot I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, you know, here's my take on that. I feel like in Summer House, it's usually like a weekend fun rager, right? Mm-hmm. And we're seeing more of them 
casually drinking, which mm-hmm. is more of like a red wine thing to me. Yeah. And like, I don't like, think it's you're, like a ra- sit- you're not raging with red wine. It's like a sit and chill moment. Yeah. Especially after like such like a heavy day. Yeah. It's like we're sitting down with a bottle of Josh. I think it was actually I, uh, a bottle of Josh. I know, with like the label <laughs> turned away from the camera. Yeah. Um, Lindsay's reaction was not, like when Kyle revealed that Steven left, I thought we were going to get an activation. Mm-hmm. But she was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> let's celebrate my birthday. Yeah, I mean, with Hubhouse, it's like... <laughs> The reason I like her is because of all of this. She's I like her because she's like so unpredictable. I know. And I wonder what it would be like to like meet her and like work with her. I was thinking about that like when he sent the PowerPoint later mm-hmm. in the episode. Yeah. And she like sent back like like a professional response, which oh, yeah. was like funny. Was like, I thank just, you, like, I will one... review. <laughs> I was like, I, I was wondering. Like, what it would be like to, like, encounter her in a Zoom. I mean, I do think you should consider have a house PR. I should consider it? Yeah. As, like, like a future career. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll look her up. I wonder uh, if they need anyone for social. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like they could use that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um... We're checking in. Aunt Rhonda's checking in. You know what was interesting this episode? Like, everyone's calling a lot of outside people. Well, because I think they've gotten to the point where they've been there so long that they need some, like, outside influence. Yeah. Like, like imagine, like, imagine being in a house. Like, I'm even imagining, like, our, like, little group of friends being in a house together for this long. Yeah. We'd all go crazy, too. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, you've never done the P-Town trip. Mm-hmm. Um. And I gotta say, it's so much fun, but by the end of the week, we're all exhausted. Right. And tired of each other. And, like, we're tired of each other in a circumstance where we are able to leave and, like, hang out with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all they've got. Yeah, I mean, like, I've done done this kind of trip with, like, family. We do it all the time, and it's even more people. Well, yeah, but family's a different dynamic. Sure. But family can be friends. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like, it is so interesting to see them with this new dynamic of COVID. And it's like, they're actually like taking it seriously, unlike other shows, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think this is even better for the show. You think? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I love the format of prior seasons where like, they're they're living in the city and then hopping over to the uh to the Hamptons for the weekend. But like where other franchises are struggling due to COVID, mm-hmm. I think this is giving us like riveting entertainment. Yeah, and also like we are we are people who like like Big Brother and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like a little big brothery. Sure. Which I like. Yeah, I see that. It, but it also leads to like annoying things. Like Whatever Luke was trying to do, I feel like straight men, mm. some there's there's a type of straight man who like when left to his own devices, he has to like do some dumb project. And it's mm. like, Luke, we don't need like a pulley system to bring beers up and down, especially if it's not that like helpful. Yeah. I mean, I do think the house is very strangely set. It's the it is the upside down house. 
I know, but it's like the solution here, mm-hmm. hun, is a couple coolers mm-hmm. kept in the backyard okay. under the little thing, so they're in the shade. Sure. And you don't have to do the pulley system, so someone has, doesn't have to be up there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, earlier in the episode, Paige was like very lovey-lovey with Amanda, and then as the days progress without us like counting them, she mm-hmm. she cuddles back up to Hannah. Well, I think it's because they're in the same room, yeah. so they get to like talking in, and they're also in the same business. So like, sure. they rely on each other in the way that like, I guess like you and I rely on each other on mm. some levels. Like, sure. we have to be on some sort of same page, mm. and they have to be on some sort of same page. And Hannah, yeah, in yeah, order yeah. to exist <laughs> together. Okay. So, but it's like frustrating because we're obviously. I mean, like I'm obviously team. Batula, yes. and then I'm also team. I like I like Paige more than I like Hannah, and I'd rather Paige be friends with Amanda than Hannah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where were you with like the music fight thing? Well, I think I think Team Kyle. It was a Friday night at like, and it wasn't even dark yet. I know. Did we even have timestamps? I mean, it didn't look that dark. Yeah. It looked like super dusky, which like in New York in the summer probably puts us at about like nine something, right? Or like 8.30. 8.30. So I'm with Kyle and Dan- I'm with. I can't believe I'm with Danielle these days. I'm actually, I've come full, turned a corner with Danielle totally, I think. Yeah. Actually. No, she's but, good. She's good. But I'm like, I've busted my ass all week. Yeah. Like, been online it's like super hard to like even work from home during COVID it's exhausting being on zooms and like all that kind of stuff I want to party with some music with my friends yeah I'm I'm sure after months of not being able to do so exactly and like I think Kyle's point about like Hannah's one job is her podcast and then it's like now it's Bravo chat room, but back then it wasn't. Yeah. I'm I, sure a lot goes into producing her podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of work there, but it's also like the rest of y'all wake up, work nine to five. Like I saw Kyle like calling aluminum companies to get cans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, also I'm like surprised they're allowed to watch a program. Like we never see that on reality television. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I like, remember when they used to take the, they used to take the TVs out of the real world houses. Yeah. I remember nine 11, they brought in a TV to real world Chicago so they could watch. And then they held a yeah. candlelight vigil on the street. Remember that? I guess like since they're allowed to have their laptops for work, it's like hard to police that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I, that it's, I guess now that it's like truly a 24 seven job, yeah. they need to like give them something. Yeah. I feel like we did get to know Sierra a little bit more. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I liked that. Um, and then we kind of have like the, the big blow up. Yeah. Which this fight is like annoying to me. Yeah. Because, like, 
I just don't like I don't like Hannah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like she she keeps like spinning everything that goes down into like this bigger thing mm-hmm. than what transpires. And then I also agree that like Kyle's not helping the situation. Oh, he's not at all. He's being an immature baby. Yeah, but he just wants to like have fun and unwind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like, really like. Amanda's the one who's doing all the work here. Well, and I feel bad for her because, like, she shouldn't have to stand between those two people and they should, like, be able to figure out, like, by themselves. Yeah. I thought it was, like, super frustrating when they were arguing from the pool. Sorry. The deck to, um... Oh, yeah. Like, down, and Amanda had to be, like, in the middle of it. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that, that comment, like, when they were going to bed of Hannah being, like, ugh, if that was my fiance, like fighting with my friend, I would break up with my fiance. It's like, not if my fiance was fighting with like a lunatic. Right. Exactly. And like the thing about Hannah that bugs me the most, I think is she's just been so not genuine. Like we found out in the past couple of weeks that she has this full on fiance that she was dating before she went into the summer house. Yet she, like, did this whole storyline with Luke, who's another, like, I I cannot wait for Luke to be exposed later this season, because it sounds uh. like shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, I mean, we get introduced to Dez this episode, and there's a lot of voiceover work I caught that was trying to, I think, rewrite the narrative and timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, when Danielle brings up the guy she's interested in, mm-hmm. you see... Hannah mentioning Des, but it's filmed from afar and it's very clear that she's doing voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Um, and then I guess the last big thing is Carl getting home. And I was like doing happy cartwheels over like COVID responsibility. I know like him talking to them from the balcony as if he's yeah. like Mufasa and the Lion King. <laughs> And, and then being so happy. I that's where I teared up. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was like so sweet. Yeah, it was really cute. But it doesn't feel like they're going to like do a full two weeks oh, of yeah. Carl being Oh no. I don't think he's in that room. Quarantining, but I'm sure like I'm sure they're doing like heavy t- tests and stuff. Yeah. And we even saw like him standing in his open door talking to hubs like from far away. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, co- listen, compared to the other shows, like, we're living in a world here that COVID exists. I know in Atlanta, they were, like, wearing face shields at the Harvest Place, but, like, still going in for, like, the cheek kiss. So. Jersey <laughs> Jersey was well, the one, like, setting me on fire the most this week when mm-hmm. when um, Margaret and um, Jackie are meeting up for coffee, and Margaret, like, walks into the coffee shop. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's wearing masks. Margaret doesn't even have, like, the bullshit shield on. Nothing. Just, like, st- stomping in there. I was like, how do they even allow this? So stupid. Because, like, there are there were rules in Jer- in Jersey. Like, at least, like, when it comes to Atlanta, it's like, well, they're living in a state where things were definitely more lax. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the stuff that's going on in Jersey, like, how did this even fly? I know. May cannot come quick enough. Yeah, you know, you don't have to say though. Like, I, it's so funny because like a lot of what we're watching was filmed over the summer right now, 
Mm-hmm. And like things were a little different over the summer. And I think it was harder to watch this a few months ago when we were right. like gearing up towards the holidays. We were just going up, 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 mm-hmm. up, 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 up more at like in the beginning of January. And like I'm able to watch this a little bit more clear headed than I was a few months ago, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was talking to um I was talking to someone today about how like COVID made me someone who famously hates the summer. Yeah. Makes me like I'm yearning for the summer. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. the summer was like the only time where I could do anything. Sure. Yeah. It was like I could at least in the summer I would meet up with uh Jamie Missy and like walk around. Yeah. And yeah. like at least that was like some sort of socialization. Sure. Know? Yeah. Well, I think we're hopefully turning a corner. Um, but before mm-hmm. we do that, why don't we get to our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Um, we've kind of been on this trend of like interrelated freaks and queens and no different this week. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an ongoing funny feud between people I would not have expected. But it seems to be a little one way because I don't think um, one person is really interacting at all. Yeah, and th- this all has to do with... Uh... The Meghan Markle, yeah. Harry interview with Oprah that we talked about more at length on our Patreon, if you want to go listen to that. Wow. Proud of that plug, Brendan. Very good. Of course. <laughs> Out here plugging. Okay. So our Freak of the Week is Bethany Frankel, who um, I guess quote tweeted some tweet about like stuff with Meghan. And she says, Crimea River, the play of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals, hmm, emoji, hashtag Mary. And then Chriselle from Selling Sunset replies, not a white housewife comparing her struggle to Megan's, a woman of color joining the royal family. It's a delusion for me. Uh, Facepalm, facepalm, facepalm. Everyone is working overtime to trying to silence her. Let us hear what she has to say. And then Bethany followed up after the interview saying the following. I watched Meghan and Harry sit down. Emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. I'm a polarizing, unfiltered, parentheses, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. Which Chriselle, our queen, uh, replied to this once again saying, the privilege here." is you never questioned using your voice and yet you use it on your huge platform to let it be known Megan should be silenced. When I woke up to your asinine comparison during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice, <laughs> which like, I, I'm like almost surprised by how well Chriselle articulated her point here. Mm-hmm. And then we got a layup from Trishelle from Real World Vegas replying mm-hmm. to Chriselle saying, you are on fire. Love to see it. Yeah, so I think, first of all, Bethany is somebody who I don't ever think fully intakes info before she's already mm. outputting. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. So she's never, like, willing to, like, fully intake before she has an opinion. Yeah. And I think that bites her in the ass all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I with, I'm with you. I was, like, kind of surprised by... Rochelle here because I just didn't like realize after watching Selling Sunset that like she like 
was thoughtful in this way and maybe yeah. that's like that's on me yeah, probably yeah yeah, yeah like didn't realize so yeah that's our freak and our queen yeah selling sunset renewed for two more seasons very excited for that i know i cannot wait yeah but uh, while you wait check out uh comethroughqueen.com with links to everything you need for come through queen including our twitter instagram our patreon as we mentioned we have a pre-show this week talking more about Harry and Meghan and other stuff mm-hmm. as well. And we have, and we have a lot of Roni Boney. Roni Boney. This is a month of Roni Boney. Um, we're recapping this week the Atlantic City trip that took place in season seven. So you'll want to check that out as well. Um, so like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.